98K News. It's one o'clock on Benche, the top stories. Commerce Chief Algernon Yao says the government must take a cautious approach when assessing whether quarantine rules for arrivals into Hong Kong can be further adjusted. A pediatrician from Hong Kong University says that more than 60 children have been diagnosed with a post-COVID condition that can affect multiple organs. And the Advisory Council on the Environment says it's asking the government for more information before it decides whether to approve or block a proposal to build public housing on part of the golf course at Fan Ling. Commerce Chief Algernon Yao says the government must take a cautious approach when assessing whether quarantine requirements for arrivals into Hong Kong can be further adjusted, as the SAR's COVID caseload has been increasing. He said the move to three days of hotel quarantine had only been in effect for around a week, and that officials would need more time to collect data and review the arrangement. Mr Yao said there will be room for further easing of the rules if the tally goes down. It will take a bit of time to understand the situation before we can consider any further arrangement in future. And actually, the number of cases came up yesterday from 5,000 to 6,000. So we need to be very careful about the development, especially when it comes to winter. The um, flu, together with the uh, pandemic, could be a consideration before we can make any further changes. A pediatrician says that more than 60 children have been diagnosed with a post-COVID condition that can affect multiple organs and require long-term monitoring. Dr. Mike Kwan, an assistant professor of pediatrics at the University of Hong Kong, said children who suffer from multisystem inflammatory syndrome, or MISC, may experience symptoms such as fever, skin rashes, and conjunctivitis. He called on parents to get the children vaccinated, saying that it could allow them to avoid MISC. As we all know, the proportion of children contracting COVID has increased recently, so we expect that there will be more MISC cases. In fact, there have been more such cases in the past week. There was a new case a few days ago. Fortunately, the patient's recovering nicely after receiving treatment. Health officials recorded a total of 6,445 new COVID infections yesterday, including 185 imported cases. Eight more COVID patients had died. Almost 1,900 people are being treated in hospital, 10 of them in intensive care. The government says the Kaitak isolation facility, which began operating yesterday morning, had received about 60 COVID patients as of 6 o'clock in the evening. The facility is managed by an anti-epidemic task force under the Security Bureau. A spokesman for the Bureau noted that the quarantine facility in Penny's Bay, also run by the special task force, had reached 80% of its capacity as the number of infections had grown. So authorities had decided to provide additional isolation units at Kaitak. The Advisory Council on the Environment says it hasn't made a decision on whether or not to approve or block an environmental impact assessment report on a plan to build public housing estates on the luxury private golf course in Fan Ling. Instead, it's asking the government and other stakeholders for additional information for further discussion. The council's chairman, Stanley Wong, said the group probably needs about seven more months to go through the information. He said he doesn't believe this extra time will affect public housing supply.
In the original plan, if everything goes smoothly, this public housing units will probably be built and available for allotment to the families on the waiting list uh, will be uh, 2029. Now, with the new government and perhaps, you know, with all the measures that is being taken to shorten some of the procedures, this particular, you know, building cycle of five to uh, six years can absorb the seven months of additional information that we're seeking today. Yesterday, the Society for Community Organization warned that if the development doesn't go ahead, long queues for public housing would lengthen even further. And on to the weather, mainly cloudy with occasional showers and a few squally thunderstorms, moderate to fresh southeasterly winds, occasionally strong offshore and on high ground. Looking ahead, there'll still be a few showers tomorrow, but it's mainly going to be fine and very hot in the following couple of days. Currently at the observatory, it's 32 degrees Celsius, with the relative humidity standing at 69%. The UV level is at 8, which is very high. The time is coming up to half past uh, one, and that's... Hundreds of people have gathered in New York in solidarity with the author Salman Rushdie, who survived an assassination attempt earlier this month. Fellow writers read passengers from Rushdie's works in front of the public library in Manhattan, watched over by counter-terrorism officers. Here's the BBC's Nada Tolfik. In a show of support, the authors gathered on the steps of the public library and used their voices to share personal stories of Sir Salman and passages from his body of work, including his memoir, Joseph Anton, read by Siri Hustvet. And he worried that his Indian connection had weakened. He needed to make an act of reclamation. And his controversial novel, The Satanic Verses, viewed by some Muslims as blasphemous. It was read out by Harry Kunzru. I will read the opening of The Satanic Verses. To be born again, sang Jibril Farishta, tumbling from the heavens. First, The organizers hope this event will help raise Sir Salman's spirits. They said he knew it was taking place and intended to watch. Apologies for the wrong time check earlier. The time should have been five minutes past one. A U.S. court has sentenced an Islamic State militant to life in prison for his role in the murder of American journalists and aid workers taken hostage in Syria. The 33-year-old Sudanese-born former British citizen, El Shafi El Sheikh, was convicted in April of charges including conspiracy to commit murder. He was part of an IS cell of British jihadists known as The Beatles. A government lawyer involved in the case, Jessica Aber, thanked her colleagues and victims' families. This case is nearly unmatched, both in the cruelty of the conduct and the scope of its victimization, with families not only horrifically losing their loved ones, but losing them on an international stage before a shocked public. However, without the family's commitment, this case never would have made it to our courthouse. We would not have the result we have today. The United Nations chief Antonio Guterres says the electricity produced by the Russian-controlled Zaporizhia nuclear plant belongs to Ukraine. Earlier, Ukraine's nuclear operator said Russia was preparing to disconnect the facility from the Ukrainian grid and divert the electricity. Mr. Guterres, who's visiting the Ukrainian port city of Odessa, said he still hoped diplomacy could ensure the safety of the plant. As we propose, the plant the problem will be solved. And obviously, 
the electricity from Zaporizhia is Ukrainian electricity, and it's necessary, especially during the winter, for the Ukrainian people, and this principle must be fully respected. According to the French presidency, Vladimir Putin told Emmanuel Macron he was ready to reconsider a previous demand that inspectors should travel to the site via Russian soil. Mr. Guterres also said a lot needed to be done to guarantee that the world had access to Ukrainian grain and to Russian food products and fertilizers. It's time for massive and generous support so developing countries can purchase the food from these and other ports and people can buy it. Developing countries need access to financing now. Mr. Guterres also warned that without enough fertilizers this year, there may not be enough food in 2023. The Scottish city of Glasgow has sealed an agreement with the Indian authorities to send back seven cultural artifacts looted from India during British rule in the 19th century. It's said to be the first repatriation deal with India for a British museum service. Glasgow officials said it showed the city's commitment to redressing past wrongs. Six of the objects, which include a ceremonial sword and an ancient door jamb, were looted from temples and shrines. Another 51 items are earmarked for their return to India, Nigeria and to Native American tribes in the United States. Speaking from Glasgow, the first Secretary for Trade and Commerce at the High Commission of India, Jaspreet Sukhija, welcomed the return of the objects. I'm at loss of words. I am uh, feeling at the top of the world. This is uh, by this partnership between Glasgow Live and High Commission of India. We are sending seven artifacts back home and will occupy the rightful place in our cultural heritage. And a quick look at the weather before we go. Mainly cloudy with occasional showers and a few squally thunderstorms. Looking ahead, there'll still be a few showers tomorrow. Currently, it's 32 degrees Celsius. The relative humidity is standing at 69%. And that's the news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 I'm Dr. Emma Nam. The pandemic is surging with more contagious mutant strains. The elderly are at the highest risk if a new wave comes. Scientific data shows that those with stable health can receive COVID-19 vaccines. Take your elderly relatives to get the jab at community vaccination centers, designated general outpatient clinics, elderly health centers, private clinics, or hospital COVID-19 vaccination stations, or opt for the home vaccination service. Doing housework after a long, busy day can be frustrating. Why not seek help from professionals? Download the ERB Home Services mobile application to enjoy one-stop free referral of local domestic helpers who are well-trained by the Employees Retraining Board. Services include cleaning and cooking, as well as postnatal, elderly, and infant care. For details, please call 182182 or visit erb.org. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. Moving on. Very excited. Some of the greatest male vocalists, performists, performances of all time. Roger Daltrey, when The Who formed, was not a very confident singer, but around the time of Tommy, he really came into his own. And their rock opera, Quadrophenia, this is the finale. One of the hardest songs to cover, even though Pearl Jam quite admirably did a well done job 
Here's love rain over me. Only love. 